Welcome to Diggin' the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways to bring these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and teacher trainer and founder of Space to Meditate. Greetings, Doug. How you doing, John? Good to see you. Likewise. <laughs> God, it seems like I just saw you. Isn't that strange? I don't um, know why. I don't know. <laughs> strange memories. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day here, and I'm sure it's a beautiful day up where you are. It is nice. It's um, very nice. We're finally getting spring. Yeah, we were talking about doing this podcast on the guardians of the world. Yeah. Which is a very big. A deep topic. Yeah. What are the guardians of the world? Well, in Pali, they're called Hiri and Otapa. Yeah, so Hiri would be, I suppose, positive shame. So there are different, so many different ways to translate yeah. them. Yeah. So one one translation is moral shame and moral dread, which sound oh my gosh, they sound yes. really. <laughs> I like positive shame. Yeah. And uh, and Otapa is. Fear of how others will see you, I guess. Right. I, I think. I mean, I think um, Bhikkhu Sujato translates them as conscience and prudence, which I think is very good. I like those. You mean the two? Yeah, conscience is the first one, and prudence yeah. is the second one. Right. So prudence in that you don't want to behave in a way that others will. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the idea of conscience, or the the first one, hiri, is that we have a sort of an inner sense of what's right and wrong that we yeah. don't want to uh, violate. Uh, a sense of shame is another way to put it, but that's kind of a that, that's that's kind of a well, that's strong why, way to yeah, put it. That's why positive shame is the kind of yeah. That's uh, why I would say useful. conscience is sort of a better term to me, anyway. And then the other one is prudence, or the idea that you don't want to do something because you just you know that if you do it, other people are going to be right pissed at you, and, <laughs> and so you're going to suffer. Well, and particularly you know. The elders, sure. The, it's really the wise, the wise, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and the guardians of the world. So presumably, if we all sort of you know paid attention to consciousness and prudence, the world would be a a, a better place. And of course, given by the current situation, I would say maybe that's not happening so much. <laughs> but um, although it's you know it, it you do wonder, right? It's like. We, we have, you know, what we assume are pretty universal moral behaviors. And, and yet there's so many people that, that tend to like forget about those or think that they're different. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to describe. Um, but in terms of our own practice, you know, when, and this is, you know, very interesting. It's like, Let's say in formal meditation practice, you know, we're, we're being hindered by agitation and worry. You know, if we actually investigate that, we're likely to find out it's as a result of something that didn't quite match our, our moral compass. Right. You know, and, and so Hri is being felt. Mm -hmm. um, and then the question is, what do you do about it? Uh, and how do you work with it? And the fact that it's felt, the fact that, and literally felt, I mean, bodily felt, yeah. you know, gives us an option, you know, and, 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 and this is what we often, 
get stuck in because when shame arises, positive shame arises. In other words, yes, there's been an experience, something, some action happened, or even some, some thought of an action happened, but some action happened that was, you know, a little out of alignment. <clears throat> and then it's like the mind, the, the mind takes hold of it and, and like creates more stories. Like you're a bad person, you know, you shouldn't have done that. And, you know, it, you're going to be really in big trouble. That's, that's the thinking mind, the ego mind mm -hmm. that is like guilt, which yeah. is very different than conscience or positive shame because positive shame is not about guilt. Positive shame is a realization that something happened and it went wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's not that there wasn't responsibility to be taken, but it was a result of all sorts of conditions. And what do we do about it? And how do we work with it? Yeah. Um, and I think that prudence has more to do with perhaps before you act, <laughs> you know, how are the elders, how are the wise going to receive it? Mm-hmm. You know, if we kind of work with those things, the, the awareness becomes more and more subtle in terms of how we how we experience it. Yeah. I mean, I think prudence also has to do, I mean, with the whole karmic idea of, you know, the, whether or not any particular person is aware of it, there is, there's a sense in which we're going to get, something's going to happen to us that we're not going to like if we do this. And so it's best to avoid doing it. I mean, <laughs> it's sort of, a, a, I think it's the, to me, it's the conscience is first and the prudence is sort of second, you know, in the sense. The conscience is the one that, you know, if, if you're thinking about an action, you know, if there's a, a sense in, in you that oh, that's not quite right, that doesn't really fit with um, self-respect as another way, sort of aspect of hiri of, of the conscience is kind mm -hmm. of a, it's, it doesn't really align with my own sense of self-respect to do such a thing. But if that sort of doesn't, you know, if that sort of does, so isn't... That's the second, oh, yeah. It's sort of like, if the, to me anyway, it sort of seems like if, if that isn't uh, relevant or if that doesn't sort of grab you, then the second one might, you know? It's like, okay, you know, okay, maybe I could do it, but, you know, it's not maybe, who, who cares? It's not, my self-respect allows me to do that, but wait a second, there's this other, there's this other thing. Yeah, um, and so it's both, it's both... Um, and we've you know talked about this in other contexts before in terms of um, skillful and unskillful behavior. There's both the the pre. It's like before you act, right? Is 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 positive shame coming up even before you act on something? Is, right. is you know what's arising in the conscience? Mm -hmm. uh, the reason I I, I have a problem with conscience is because it it. it you know that, that word can take in in these contexts in Buddhist contexts it can mean various you know can be received in various ways like but yeah uh, in a modern context it's like what is your conscience saying you know is, mm, is it mm -hmm. is it so it's really like an awareness of what's being felt in the body it's like does this feel like it's safe or right or correct or wholesome mm -hmm. yeah and and or does it feel the opposite and that that kind of embodied feeling you know is then what brings us into a particular action um, or not and yeah and then the 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 kind of 
And this comes back to the last conversation we were having about recollection, right? This recollecting that, oh, yeah, what would the wise say? <laughs> you know, what would my elders say? What would my friends say if I did this? You know, whatever it is, you know. You know, that's another way of – that's another guardian, right? So, it's like we have these these two guardians and it's not like – that cartoon image of, you know, the angel and the devil sitting on your shoulder. <laughs> but it's much more, uh, you know, what's really here. Well, and it's, it's kind of funny, you know, now that you say it, I was thinking, that yeah, that, that uh, the, the sort of the angel and the devil, understood in a certain way, that is sort of one, one way to look at it. You know, the angel on your shoulder is the hiri sort of saying, you know, that's not really appropriate. <laughs> you know, that's not really the way you really want to be. And the devil's saying, well, if you do that, you're going to get punished, you know? <laughs> I mean, so, um, and it, those are sort of the two, I think those are the two parts of it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in a, in a, in a manner of speaking, anyway. Yeah. I mean, if, the, if that helps. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I like, I, I, I just, and I don't, I don't know, is, did the Buddha actually call these things the guardians of the world? I think so. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm, it's been a while since I actually looked at the the suttas on that, but yeah, I, I believe so. That that's part of the, yeah, and 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 he believed, or he saying he said they were basically universal. That we all you know had these within us, these of capacities. Yeah. I mean, I sort of wonder about some people. I mean, literally <laughs> wonder because there are some people you know who are, uh, what is it? Um, well, some people in modern life who you know just oh, seem and- to do things without any sense of shame at all. Right, and historical life, yes. Yeah, so, and I want, so I do wonder uh, whether there are people who literally don't have any compass. moral compass of that kind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but certainly the vast majority of people do, um, even if they may, you know, wander from time to time. And I think all of us, I mean, this is another thing, uh, at least that we find, I, I, and I think, uh, at least to me, it's compelling in early Buddhism, this idea that, you know, human nature, although we do have these capacities within us innately, uh, human nature is sort of pretty widely variable and able to be manipulated so that, you know, the same person who could be very loving and, and all the rest in one situation, you know, is going to be able to be a very good soldier in another. And we've seen that throughout history, and I think that's that's just part of part of reality. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. And, and there is, I mean, we have to also say there is a sense, that, there is a sense we can make of, you know, ethics within the military organization. And I mean, there certainly is such a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and people take it seriously. Um, but it's a very different, you know, we're, we're talking about a different sort of thing there. Yeah, for sure. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and when it's one thing to have the moral compass it's another thing to actually pay attention to it mm. you know and i you know when i when i hear you know certain words coming out of certain politicians mouths you know it really makes you wonder yeah um and you know and and then of course you know there are all the all the there's genetics and there's societal pressures and there's all of these things that arise you know within any any society and that can often confuse that compass and confuse the mind certainly yeah and and i think you know one one of the powers of sangha of community is that it really kind of you know so we so we have a community that that is in a sense our 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 wise people you know how will the community respond to this 
what I'm about to say or what I'm about to do. Is this, is this appropriate behavior in this moment? Is this the right thing to do in this moment? How will it be seen? So, you know, we just, and it's not, you know, as I understand free and, and no tapa, it's, it's not, as I was saying earlier, it's not about guilt. It's about just kind of a, an embodied, deep-seated feeling like, yeah, this is okay, or this is not okay. Well, and remorse is different from guilt, I think. Yeah, of course. Be, be yeah, careful very much there, so. too. Yeah. Because remorse is, remorse is a useful, a useful um, state. If we've done something wrong, we're, we're remorseful. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. And that's, that's, also, that's an embodied feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, not, it's not the story being played over and over again in your brain or your thoughts that you're a bad person. It's like there was bad action or unskillful action, and now you can do something about it. Yeah. Um, and so how we, how we work with that is what our practice is all about. And I think that having these, these two guardians there is just, oh, it's a useful reminder. And, and just again, going back to what we were talking about a little while ago in another podcast, it's part of our recollective capacity. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, how will this be? You know, which also, as you said, you know, is related to karma. And what I find working with this a bit more is that in a way that, you know, Buddhism is a very forgiving practice, right? In other words, it doesn't if, talk about forgiveness a lot, but you're no, right. No, but, it, you know, but it, yeah. it's like in, in one of the later tra traditions, as I understand, in the Yogacara tradition, it talks a lot about karmic seeds. You know, we are always planting karmic seeds, mm -hmm. right? Some good, some bad, but, you know, and the karmic seed is there. And it doesn't, nothing happens until it comes to fruition. And we don't know when it comes to fruition. And, you know, of course, the karmic seed is there as a result of causes and conditions. And its fruition is a result of causes and, and conditions. So these guardians, you know, when it comes to a karmic seed coming to fruition, like, okay, so I, I may, f a, a seed may arise that is not a helpful karmic seed. Right, but it un, un, would re result in unwholesome action. Right, so it arises. The guardians are there, saying, eh, "Maybe not," <laughs> you know, and 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 yet that releases the karmic seed, and no action happens. Mm -hmm. So that there's a feeling that uh, maybe I, you know, I I, I want to do this because whatever, you know, that seed has has come up, but I'm but it's not going to happen, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm feeling that it's. Uh, it's going to create something down the road that won't be helpful, including another karmic seed, right? So it's like, so it's released, and and then we move on with our life, and or life moves on, I should say. <laughs> um, and I think that's you know really a, a beautiful part of this practice is as we deepen in our practice, you know these these experiences are more clearly seen, and as a result, our actions change. Yeah, yeah. And I think, as you were saying before, the uh, spiritual friendship, having a sangha, uh, which is the same thing, really. I mm -hmm. mean, having spiritual friends is can be really helpful yeah. in, in being able to, to navigate those waters uh, sometimes, because they can be difficult. I mean, it's not always obvious. I mean, no. I have to say, 
you know, I'm making it, we're making it maybe seem clear always which the, you know, which the right and which the wrong thing is. But we're off, you know, most of the time, I would say, we're in situations that are somewhere in between. And yeah. it's not really clear. And this is one of the things, you know, frankly, I mean, just as we can, you know, just as Sangha can be useful, also there's, uh, um, you know, we could talk about right Sangha and wrong Sangha. There, you know, we can get into the wrong Sangha. And, you know, so many of us, in certainly in this country mm. have a you know have wrong sanghas with certain shall we say large corporations that you know <laughs> keep people always afraid and worried and angry and in that way they play on this because if you're always if the mind is always afraid fearful of the other let's say it becomes more difficult to i think to to really tap into our conscience or, you know, hiri and otapa, our conscience and prudence, because, you know, we're thinking we have to, we have to save ourselves first, right? I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, and this is what happens during war, I of mean, course. Yeah. you know, is that you're, you're afraid for your own life, the life, lives of your, I mean, everyone's, I, you know, I mean, I've never been in war, but my understanding is that in general, the people in warfare, they fight for their comrades, not for the country, but for the person next to them. You know, um, because they love they 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 become very bonded with their mates, and so there's a sense in which you know you're fighting for the the person in the in the foxhole next to you, not for you know the government of the United States or whatever. And that's how you know this fear, you know, gets people to do things that you know they wouldn't otherwise do because they're they're feeling you know they're they're just so agitated with you know a sense of hatred and fear that they just uh, they don't even think about such things. Yeah, and I mean, even let's say in a more, uh, I mean, not in a war situation, but just you know, the, the Buddha often spoke about hang out with people who are are wholesome, you know, yeah. because mm -hmm. you know when you're hanging out with people like if your sangha is not wholesome, and there are examples of that even in the Buddhist context, of course, sure, you know, where bad stuff happens, and people, you know, protect people and and suspicions happen and all sorts of like like as in any community yeah you know things can happen and um and so it's like we can trust <laughs> to a point <laughs> what's the thing trust and verify trust but verify yeah <laughs> uh you know is is it really true and 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 what keeps us in line and it's funny i was i was listening to another podcast uh very well-known podcast um radio lab they were, it was a whole podcast on buttons, starting with elevator buttons. <laughs> buttons. <laughs> okay. But then ending, ending, and this is, I mean, I recommend this podcast. I mean, it's a great show. Uh, but the last button was, you know, the button that sets off the atomic bomb. Yep. Right? Right, of course. Sure. Which isn't actually a button, but, you know, we, we, we've heard about it. So we sort of assume it. And there was this, one guy who had a brilliant idea to to help essentially be a guardian of the world in terms of these atomic codes and things. Oh, I think I've, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. And yeah. so, you know, the, the man says, you, you know, there's, there will be a, a person who is always with the president who carries the codes, but the code is locked to his, is, is actually in his heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And in order for the president to get the code, he has to, you know, Kill, kill this the person. guy. Yeah. And the mm -hmm. point is that this guy has to become the president's friend, you know, and, and so the president, you know, has to be able to kill his friend before he can kill 
millions, millions of, of others. And I thought yeah. that is so brilliant, mm-hmm. you know, but if, if, if we see uh, Otapa in particular as being like that, right. That it's like, okay, who, who is going to be harmed mm. and can I, you know, will it harm my friend? And how do I know this person isn't my friend? You know, so it's just all sorts of, it just really makes us look and wake up to what's appropriate and what's true and how, you know, how we can respond in a way that isn't going to be harmful. Yeah. Um, and, and these are difficult. I mean, it's difficult to know. I mean, for instance, like you were saying, um, these uh, unskillful, even Buddhist sanghas, it's difficult to, it's difficult. And oftentimes you really don't know Yeah. because a lot of the stuff Maybe it doesn't happen, hasn't even happened by the time you get there, and, and it happens later, you know? Yeah. And it, all of a sudden, you know, something's revealed about people that you just, you had no idea. And that can be very difficult. I don't think there's any, I mean, it's, it can be tough, because then you have people with nowhere to go, yeah. or at least they don't feel they have anywhere to go, because, yeah. you know, they've been in a sangha forever. Yeah, and, you know, having, you know, been in leadership roles in, in my sangha, you know, in a particularly tough time, you know, things happened that I was in the middle of. They weren't necessarily things that I caused, but there's assumption that you yeah. know, I caused mm-hmm. them, mm. even though people don't really know. And it's sort of like, would I have acted differently had I known what the assumptions were going to be? Very likely. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, in hindsight, one can never tell for sure. And and then it becomes like how much responsibility is mine versus how much is, res- you know, responsibility of the way things just happened. Yeah. And, you know, we can hold on to responsibility in particularly unhealthy ways. And we have to <laughs> guard against that because that can be really detrimental to our own moving forward. Um, right. And so <clears throat> I think that, these guardians are, are just reminders. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what, how does it feel now? Right. You know, when this idea comes up. And, and so, yeah, these are really important teachings. And um, we recommend studying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and paying attention to them in your yeah, own. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, we don't have that. I mean, we, I mean, responsibility and control sort of are two sides of the same coin. Mm. Um, and you know, the one of the Buddha's famous statements is that basically we don't have the kind of control we think we do, uh, even over our own bodies and minds. Yep. Um, I mean, we have some control, we you know, we can make a difference here and there, but a lot of the time we're just being pulled along by, by a stream. You know, things you know, sometimes things arise that we're just not, not aware of. Yeah. I mean, we can't see everything. Yeah. I mean, the Buddha could. But we can't. It's like you can't see that far. You know, you can you can have the best intentions and yet not know how it's going to turn out. And Mm -hmm. and I think that's and even even with so you know in the in those situations you have the best intentions. Your your intentions were honorable. You were acting skillfully, and still, yeah, something. And and that's like oh, and that's when remorse can come in. Right. You know, and we don't have to take it personally, but we know what it feels like, and then we can respond accordingly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, these are all continually 
part of our lived experience and, and how we respond to them is what our practice is all about. Yeah. So thank you for listening. And yeah. um, just a reminder, uh, you know, that our website is digintodharma.com. And when you are feeling so inclined, we love to hear from you and we love to receive coffee from you if you're so <laughs> yes. inclined for that. It comes in a particular way, as, as you'll see when you get to the website, but uh, it helps support Just the click on a little, click on a little thing in the a little corner. coffee cup, yeah. Coffee cup. And, um, yeah, and, and, and more, more important than that, though, we really love to hear from you. So, um, let yeah, us let know, us know what your you thoughts. Think. Yeah, let yeah. us know what you think about Hiri and Otapa. And how they play a role in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or others, if you yeah. think. <laughs> If you want to talk about somebody else in the news, feel free. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. That'll that'll fill up some space. That'll fill up some space. <laughs> All right. Okay, friends. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast directory. And please check us out at digginthedharma.com where you can leave a comment, buy us a coffee, and even become a member. You can find out more about me, John Aaron, at johnaaron.net and Doug at DougsDharma.com. <laughs>